Welcome to the Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm so glad you tuned in. It's my hope with this podcast to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with this debilitating issue. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with a medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your health care provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, please contact your doctor or dial 911. Well, how's everyone doing this Monday? I'd like to welcome you all here to this podcast, Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. Today's episode is going to be strictly on one subject that affects me but it's restless leg syndrome, RLS. Most of you out there might not know that you have it. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna break it all down for you and let you know what it's all about. But first, before we get there, time's up on that nerve renew that I've been using for the last month. I just wanted to kind of give you a short little description and brief review of it. I tell you the truth, I don't know if it made any changes, made it better or worse. Um, I really, and sometimes during the month I did feel good, sometimes I didn't. So to be fair, there's another product out there that I'm going to go ahead and try. And compared to the one that I'm, that I just got off of. And this one specific product is called R-A-L-A. It's also a, a nerve relief supplement looks at about 300 milligrams so i'm going to try this one and see how well it works and then maybe i can get kind of a comparison what i did use nerve renew and this product here which i'll start sometime next week because i still have a few pills left over i must have skipped a few days here and there and forgot to take it but most of you might know that from experience that that happens, especially when you take so much medication during the day, you forget to take one of your other ones. So, like I said, I'm going to start that next week. I'm going to finish out what I have of these pills now. And I will give you and let you know my thoughts and my review on that product. Now, let's get back to what this episode is going to be. RLS, Restless Leg Syndrome. So I found this one website, National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Strokes. And they have a a fact sheet on here that I'm going to be going off of and going to go ahead and let you know everything there is to know about restless leg syndrome. And hopefully you'll kind of be able to diagnose yourselves like I did and be able to go ahead and take that information to your doctor. And let him or her know what kind of um, feelings you have and what affects your legs and why they're hurting so badly. So what is restless leg syndrome? 
RLS causes unpleasant and uncomfortable sensation in the legs and an irresistible urge to move them. Symptoms commonly occur in the late afternoon or evening hours and are often most severe at night when a person is resting, such as sitting or lying in bed. This feeling may also occur when someone is inactive and sitting for extended periods of time, like in a plane or watching a movie or making a long trip. Since symptoms can increase in severity during the night, it could become difficult to fall asleep or return to sleep after waking up. Moving the legs or walking typically relieves the discomfort, but the sensations often reoccur once the movement stops. RLS is classified as a sleep disorder since the symptoms are triggered by resting and attempting to sleep and as a movement disorder since people are forced to move their legs in order to relieve symptoms. It is, however, best to characterize as a neurological sensory disorder with symptoms that are produced within the brain itself. Now, RLS is one of those uh, several disorders that can cause exhaustion and daytime sleepiness, which can strongly affect your mood, concentration, job, and school performance and personal relationships. Many people with RLS report that they are often unable to concentrate, have impaired memory, or fail to accomplish daily tasks. Here's what I found interesting. It is uh, estimated that up to 7 to 10% of the U.S. population may have RLS. RLS occurs in both women and men, although women are more likely to have it than men. It may begin at any age. Many individuals who are severely afflicted are middle-aged or older, and the symptoms typically become more frequent and last longer with age. So let's go on here. What are common signs and symptoms of restless legs? People with RLS feel the irresistible urge to move, which is accompanied by uncomfortable sensations in their lower limbs that are unlike normal sensations experienced by people without the disorder. The sensations in their legs are often difficult to define, but may be described as aching, throbbing, pulling, itching, crawling, and creeping. These sensations less commonly affect the arms and rarely the chest or head. Although the sensations can occur on just one side of the body, they most often affect both sides. They can also alternate between sides. The sensations range in severity from uncomfortable to irritating to painful. Now, just like it says right here, it's hard to difficult to define what is happening to you, but I figured out a way to uh, describe it to people. It's like someone taking a rolling pin, one of those uh, wood ones, and just going up and down your legs, like they're putting a pie crust out. That's what it feels like. It just hurts and hurts. And, you know, you're there sitting until the pain goes away after you take some uh, medication for it. But it can be very painful and very irritable. Because moving the legs or other affected body parts relieves the discomfort, people with RLS often keep their legs in motion to minimize or prevent the sensations. 
This is what happens to me here. They may pace the floor, constantly move their legs while sitting, and toss and turn in bed. That's me. A classic feature of RLS is that the symptoms are worse at night, with distinct symptom-free period in the early morning, allowing for more refreshing sleep at that time. Some people with RLS have difficulty falling asleep and staying asleep. They may also note a worsening of the symptoms if their sleep is further reduced by events or activities. Now it states here that RLS symptoms may vary from day to day or in severity or frequency. It's different for everybody. But my pain, if I don't take the pain medications that the doctor gave me for RLS at night, I'll, I'll be in pain. There's no question about it. All right, so let's go to the next subject here. What causes restless leg syndrome? In most cases, the cause of RLS is unknown. However, RLS has a genetic component and can be found in families where the onset of symptoms is before age 40. Dopamine is needed to produce smooth, purposeful muscle activity and movement. Disruption of these pathways frequently results in involuntary movements. RLS also appears to be related to or accompany the following factors or underlying conditions. In-stage renal disease, iron deficiency, certain medications, use of alcohol, nicotine, and caffeine, pregnancy, especially in the last trimester, and neuropathy, which is what we're talking about today. So, how is restless leg syndrome diagnosed? Since there is no specific test for RLS, the condition is diagnosed by a doctor's evaluation. Here's the five basic criteria for diagnosing this disorder. A strong and often overwhelming need or urge to move the legs that is often associated with abnormal, unpleasant, or uncomfortable sensations. The urge to move the legs starts or gets worse during rest or inactivity. The urge to move the legs is at least temporarily or partially or totally relieved by movements. The urge to move the legs starts to aggravate in the evening or night. And the above four features are not due to any other medical or behavioral condition. A physician will focus largely on the individual's description of symptoms their triggers and relieving factors, as well as presence or absence of symptoms throughout the day. I just don't see them finding any area area that they can really diagnose, you know, RLS. Um, no doctor did any type of tests on me. I just came in, gave him what was wrong with my legs at night, and I did a lot of research on myself to find out why my legs were hurting at night. And this is what I came up with, restless leg syndrome. So a lot of it might be self-diagnosis on your part to just uh, make your doctor understand why or what's happening with your legs. So how is restless legs syndrome treated? RLS can be treated with care directly toward relieving symptoms. Moving the affected limbs may provide temporary relief. Sometimes RLS symptoms can be controlled by finding and treating an associated mental condition 
such as neuropathy, diabetes, or iron deficiency. Medications are usually helpful, but no single medication effectively manages RLS for all individuals. In addition, medications taken regularly may lose their effect over time, or even take the condition and make it worse, making it necessary to change medications. So briefly, here's some treatment options. Lifestyle changes. Certain lifestyle changes and activities may provide some relief in persons with mild to moderate symptoms of RLS, such as decreasing the use of alcohol and tobacco, changing or maintaining a regular sleep pattern, a program of moderate exercise, and massaging the legs, taking a warm bath, or using a heating pad or ice pack. When I first uh, figured out that there was something wrong with my legs, the only way that I could get to sleep was soaking in a hot bath. Also, I guess there's some new uh, medical devices that have been cleared by the FDA, including a foot wrap, that puts pressure underneath the foot and another that is a pad that delivers vibration to the back of the legs. Another treatment uh, option would be iron. For individuals with low or low normal blood tests, a trial of iron supplements is recommended as the first treatment. Iron supplements are available over the counter. A common side effect is upset stomach, which may improve with the use of different type of uh, iron supplements. Because iron is not well absorbed into the body, it may cause constipation that can be treated with stool softeners. In some people, it does not improve a person's iron levels. Others may require iron given through an IV in order to boost the iron levels and relieve these symptoms. So another treatment is anti-seizure drugs. Anti-seizure drugs are becoming the first-line prescription drugs for those with RLS. The FDA has approved gabapentin for the treatment of moderate to severe RLS. And also there's some dopamine-related medications too that are sometimes effective in managing RLS. But with like any medication out there, there are side effects. Opiates, drugs such as methadone, codeine, hydrocodone, or oxycodone are sometimes prescribed to treat individuals with more severe symptoms or less who did not respond well to other medications. And of course, side effects are going to be constipation, dizziness, nausea, sleep apnea, and the risk of uh, addiction. Then you have benzodiapines. These drugs can be help individuals obtain a more restful sleep. However, if they're taken only at bedtime, they can sometimes cause daytime sleepiness, reduce energy, and effect on concentration. These products, such as clozapine or lorazepam, are generally prescribed to treat anxiety, muscle spasms, and insomnia. Because these drugs also may induce or aggravate sleep apnea, in, most, in some cases, they should not be used in people with this condition. And they should only be used in the last line of defense. Now myself, I do take a, a medication that's called Requip. And that's the product that I use at night. But I found that, again, like I said earlier, your body starts to get used to how it works. And 
eventually, you know, it doesn't work anymore. And that's what's happened with my dosage. So what I do is I take that one with one of my opiates at night. And that seems to relieve the pain. And I've had less flare-ups because of that. And finally, what research is being done? The mission of the uh, in National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Strokes is to seek fundamental knowledge about the brain and nervous system and to use that knowledge to reduce the burden of neurological diseases. While the direct cause of RLS is often unknown, changes in the brain signaling pathways are likely to contribute to the disease. In particular, researchers suspect that impaired transmissions of dopamine signals in the brains may play a big role. There is a relationship between genetics and RLS. However, currently there is no genetic testing. There is a little bit more information on this website. I, I just kind of skipped around and gave you the most important information. But from what I've seen, there just really isn't any research that can be done right now for this issue that all of us have. Uh, there's some phone numbers here that you can get more information about it. But also I'll be posting this particular uh, information that I just talked to you about on my Facebook page, which is Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. There's a lot of facts on this uh, sheet, so hopefully it might help some of you to take this um, issue to your doctor and let them know what's going on. But you can ask him about Requip which is the medication I take. I'll also post that on my uh, Facebook page so you guys can see what product I take. And this seems to work. But we need to help each other out there. And then we all have nerve damage and we're all dealing with that. Why do we want to deal with another issue, restless leg syndrome? So if we can get some medication that's going to help relieve some of the issues that we have, Maybe we can have a better life. I know I surely want that for myself. And also I want it for you. That's the reason why this podcast is here. It's for all of us. Not just for me. And so with that, I will talk to you all next week. And I hope you guys have a great week. Take care. Be safe. And again, I want to thank you for joining me today. You can find this podcast every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Amazon. It's my hope these podcasts and other sources, such as product reviews that we have discussed today, can better help our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. And always remember, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.